Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. Oh, I thought you were going to say something different this time. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. Uh, case in point, we are here with the series finale of WandaVision, and uh, we left off. This could be Jordan's very first six out of six Marvel, but the fact that he just said that it sucks makes me think that it's not going to be a perfect six, but that's okay. That's what the show is going to be about. And maybe I say some things about the past four episodes we watched that make you think, huh, this was really a six out of six. Good argument, Cade. This was perfect entertainment. That's what you want me to say at the end just, of this. You're just like, wow, there's no I, errors. There's nothing that could be changed. I mean, you know my... And it was. it's funny, too, just I... After watching the finale, and obviously the structure of the show is we're going to break down each episode by episode Mm -hmm. uh, and just kind of talk about them in full detail. There's four episodes, which is the most WandaVision content we have discussed thus far. We did the first two, then we did the second three, and now we're doing the last four. I mean, if, if it wasn't for the fact that they released two episodes on us, I mean, we couldn't control that. Yeah, we wanted that was just not on us. One. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on us, people. Could you imagine, though? I wanted more content as soon as I saw that first episode. Yeah. I mean, especially um, given the length of the first two. They were quite yeah. short. I think they were probably and, added together just about the length of this last one. Yeah, and do you think there was something... Because now there's going to be a weak gap in between this and Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Do you think originally it was... They, they added the gap, like intentionally or oh are you saying that if they if they, if they just did nine episodes it, yeah yeah if yeah they just i don't know i guess they, they could have made a decision that was like watching the first one isn't satisfying enough and they're worried that people won't come back unless they introduce a little bit more of the mystery because the end of mm-hmm. episode two is the one with the beekeeper right so that was like yes. the first really weird thing yeah. that they threw in so I, it's almost like they wanted like that moment and I, like you said at the end of the first episode they have that pan out thing so you know mm-hmm. someone's watching them but that's not yeah I, that's not as much of a hook as the end of episode two i think okay i agree with that um and it was funny like people and this is just going to be a slight recap of the first two uh podcasts we did but uh people weren't really into it until episode four when Monica Rambeau comes back in the hospital. Yeah, which is the um, exact opposite of my uh, reaction to it. <laughs> That's when you were like, ooh, no longer is this for me. No, I mean, I was definitely still into it. I mean, you know yeah. from last episode that I was still yes. into it. But it was like, it, it's 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 when it started to become more... More, more, more Marvel. More normal Marvel. And uh, before we dive in, uh, what is your stance? Or did you watch the post-credits for all of them? Uh, so when did the post credits start? The first post credits start episode seven. There's one post credit. Okay. Then episode eight. There's another post credit, and then this most, two. the finale had two. Correct. Yeah, so I've seen them all. I didn't know. Okay, I actually went back and checked after. So I saw the first post credits on episode eight, and then I stopped because oh. I didn't think there'd be another one. And then this one uh-huh. I watched, and I noticed there was two. And so then I went back to episode eight. Like, did I miss one? Was there a second one in episode eight? And there wasn't. <laughs> Uh, honestly, the credits of this show are so long. Like, I just yeah. see, like, oh, 50-minute episode, 12 minutes are credits. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's true. And I do really love that uh, sequence, like, the whole, um, whatever that graphic design. The uh, pixel thing. Yeah, the pixelated thing, like, with them building their house. Um, 
that was awesome. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, so we should also this is this is also kind of exciting. This is the first time we've sort of finished Marvel content. Like it's weird because it's a TV show and we've been talking about it for two months, but. Mm. This is the first like fully finished uh, MCU content since Spider-Man: Far From Home, I believe. That right. we're gonna finally have an official review afterward. I'm curious which two Avengers will be at the table. I think you did Tony Stark twice yeah. so far, so maybe, maybe he'll, he'll make another appearance. Yeah, maybe. maybe he'll be back. <laughs> but maybe you just are gonna give it a four out of six. I'm so curious to find out. But you think I, think, I might uh, give this a zero out of two? <laughs> I, I never know with you, man. You didn't like The Incredible Hulk. You're a wild card. Yeah. This, this was so similar to that. <laughs> I mean, let's let's think of some, some similarities. Okay. There's Hulk, gotta... you don't like him okay. when he's angry. Wanda, you don't like her when she's sad. Okay. That's, so you that's... don't like them when they're having an emotion. Also, yeah. green and red, those are like opposite colors, but they're uh-huh. also Christmas colors. Hey. So again, they're very alike in that way. Maybe we do a WandaVision <laughs> Incredible Hulk back-to-back screening for our Christmas show this year. Mm. Or Iron Man 3. <laughs> well, we should probably stick with that since I think I did say it should be Iron Man 3 every year. Yeah. And be called the Iron Man 3 Christmas special, even though I think you titled the podcast something different. Hmm. Something like Marvel Christmas. Okay. Well, whatever I did, that'll be the standard, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, there's so I I so did I call it a very should... Marvel Christmas? I, I you said Marvel Christmas special or something like that. It might oh. be a very Marvel Christmas. That kind of sounds on brand for you. Yeah. Um, if only I had a memory and I could <laughs> extract that knowledge from it. But alas, since since this is like the last one, I think we should kind of return to form, and I give my review at the beginning, and you give yours at the end. Oh yeah. What do you think about it? That's fine with you? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So. What did you think of WandaVision? I think, and I have some hot takes that I guess we can get into the last episode. Um, my overall, all right, I'm just going to say my review my review first. I'm mm-hmm. putting 1.75 at the Avengers, or at, at the table at the today. 1.75 Avengers. So this is going to be a total of 5.75 for me. It is just shy of a perfect six because I, I really did love it. And as an MCU show, I think they knocked it out of the park for their very first like TV show. Okay. Um, but I felt weird comparing it to Endgame or sure. like uh, Civil War or even seeing. I still think Avengers One I think is a perfect six just because it's the first time you get to see them all. Hang I mean, out that's together. kind of the problem of rating systems in general. Is there's like. Like the event that Endgame is, it feels like there needs mm-hmm. to be something that separates that from reviewing a TV show just because the stakes are so much different. So it, it feels weird to put them on the same pedestal. But like, I think that same problem exists reviewing movies in different genres or so, something. Like, sure. Like, how do I compare a movie like Shawshank Redemption or something that has like a, a whole emotional arc to it that you follow yep. along? to wet hot american summer which is just really <laughs> funny like i both hold, i hold both of those films in very high esteem but mm-hmm. and they might have similar ratings for me but <laughs> i could see that i mean i'm trying to think my favorite comedy as much as i do love wet hot american summer would not be wet hot american summer <gasps> mine would yeah i know uh i don't know what my favorite comedy is i do love wedding crashers that one's mm. really great um I'd have to consult my 
my massive shelves of Blu-rays and DVDs. Um, but my Avengers at the table are going to be... And now I've already forgotten who I have placed there previously. This is the only problem we've run into. It's kind of show. insane that we didn't just write this down. Because we, yeah, no, we knew it would be taking place over two months. And we were just like, yeah. oh, I bet we'll remember. We're pretty smart. <laughs> it's like, what? Have you listened to the show, Jordan and Cade? No way you remember this stuff. Uh, um, I think I'm going to... I'm just going to do what you did last time and think of two Avengers you never would have chosen. Uh-huh. Uh, and then... Except you actually did choose, you did the same thing the first time and yeah. accidentally chose Iron Man twice. Um, so he's there twice. Try explaining that to the dinner time conversation around your table. Well, um, there's the living Tony Stark and the dead Tony Stark. Okay. The, and one of the, them's more like a symbol. The dead one is. <laughs> <laughs> or the proof that Tony Stark has a heart, the little... Um, machine floating out in the pond do you think that's just still at sea like floating around how long do you think that took to like sink in a pond in endgame yeah they just leave it out well i guess it was is that is the avengers facility like connected to the bay i do not recall the setup (laughs) in upstate new york yeah (laughs) i remember a body of water but it's not the ocean yeah i feel like Uh, it's just a pond okay it could be a pond but now is that thing just floating at their sinking to the bottom of the pond? It would take a while to sink if it's not like any sort of rowdy waters. Though maybe a heavy yeah. rainfall would set it down a little bit and then oh, some wind I'm, would get it and you'd sink to the bottom. This is some discrepancy with any... I've never thought of this. Like there's so much... Honestly, what probably happened is someone got there and like rode to the middle and stole it and has sold it for merchandise, like, like for the cash <laughs> on eBay. Do you think that someone was like some paparazzi were filming the funeral, the mm-hmm. Tony Stark funeral? Well, and yeah, and they like, and they probably were like making fun of some people's appearances, like paparazzi mm-hmm. likes to do. It's like, oh, has Hulk gained weight? <laughs> <laughs> Professor Hulk, yeah. his arms all fucked up now. What's that about? Yeah, probably from saving your life, you goober. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna do. Wait, also, uh, now there are two new uh, children. Um, Wiccan and Speed are introduced in this show, so they should probably be like half of half Avenger points or something. What do you think we should hmm. accredit them as? Well, the thing is, they don't exist <laughs> like most people exist. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we still put dead people at the table. That's and true. They technically don't exist. Okay. Yeah. I think also with the stinger. How about they at be the tense? End, Tenths? Tenths. Oh, tenths. Okay. That is going to be a very confusing fraction. <laughs> <laughs> this is... All right. So we have... Let's let's review all the ones we've we got. We've so, got Bruce Banner as half. Bruce Banner is half an Avenger. We've which got seems Ant-Man unfair. as a quarter. It, it, only tiny Ant-Man's a quarter. Yeah. Big Ant-Man is two. Okay. And then Incredible Hulk is one. Yes. And then tiny... No, I thought... Wait. Wasn't the Ant-Man wasp a is third? a third? The Wasp... God, we were on fire when we came up with this system. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> this is so good. All right, so we're going to make Wiccan and Speed, the imaginary Young Avengers, tenths. Yeah. Or we could make okay. them sixths if you want to stay in base 12. Because that's kind of what we've been doing is like half, that's true. a quarter, and a third. Those are all in base 12. So we could do sixths. What would that... 
oh god what is that fraction out of a hundred like what percentage is a six what percent yeah uh, a uh, it's like 16 and a half percent okay no it's it's yeah no it's 16 and a half it's 16, 16 point like six 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 seven okay or wow something. Mm. you've given me a lot to think about all right so let's make them 16ths which so if i put both of them in there that's like 35 right or 30 they're 33 yeah. It's 33, because that's a third, which would just be the equivalent of me using a wasp. wasp. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is half of a wasp. Uh-huh. Half of a tiny wasp. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right. So, well, first of all, I just need one regular adventure. Um, I'm going to put Falcon. Okay. Because uh, his show's coming up, and I yeah. bet I haven't used him yet. So he's at my table. Um and then I need a 7.5%, or I guess I could... I wouldn't mind giving this, like, a 0.83. Like, just shy of 6 is kind of what I'm saying. Uh, so I'll do a Bruce Banner, Yeah. and then I will do the Wasp, okay. the Tiny Wasp. I mean, so, you could do both boys, and that's also well, that equal. I mean, I know you're, that's a lot of individuals. This and, is a big table for supposedly just... It's supposed to be six Avengers max, and I think they're, like, ten at my table. Yeah. But that's what decimals look like, kids. Yeah, this is how our system works. And we thought it yeah. through years before we started the podcast. <laughs> Even before Jordan started loving Marvel movies, he's like, I do love fractions. Like, maybe we can do something with fractions. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I, I'm like, hey, remember those fun fractions we did? Yeah. You might like Marvel. <laughs> um, so, all right. So those are all the people at my table. I'll do the kids instead of the wasp. Um, but the moral of all of this story, and there's all this rigmarole yeah. of sitting these people, <laughs> is that you really liked it, and you want to give it a 5.75 out of 6. Everything else is just guff. But that is... I, Or 5.83. I'm fine with giving it, like, even... just It's just shy of 6. Okay. So I think my final number, because... Oh, wait, no, regular Ant-Man's a quarter. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Ray, Tiny Ant-Man yeah. and Bruce Banner and Falcon. Those are my three. And then that's not going to confuse the percentages. Sure. There you go. Okay. Um, so at the end, uh, and I, I won't, because I do want to dive into this in full. Uh, as you've heard on this podcast and from me just texting you, Jordan, I have been so like deep diving online, like leaks and stuff, like Doctor Strange cameo, like... Uh, Quicksilver cameo, like, is the new Quicksilver the X-Men guy? And as we all know now, none of those things came true. And I had been talking about them for weeks. Mm-hmm. And I thought at the end, because all of the well, IMDb Well, Quicksilver people, did have a cameo. Like, it was that actor. I mean, he just did not turn out to be no, the character. No, uh, yeah. Sorry, I meant the other Quicksilver. Uh, uh, the original Quicksilver? The original brother, okay. yes. And so originally, like, I, the internet has like it seems overall like up until this finale everyone was it's it's kind of a weird trajectory of a show because at first hardcore fans did not like it the first three episodes and then they really liked it as soon as like all the government stuff got involved and monica rambo came back and it tied to the universe and now it seems after the finale all of the super fans are kind of butthurt that Doctor Strange did not, in fact, show up. See, that's frustrating and... for the studio because it's like, we never said he was. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you idiots made this up and then threw it in our face. But that 
made me think, and this is a profound realization I had wow. that made me made me like the show even more. Because originally I was like, oh, these things that I was saying were going to happen didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And that, was, that lasted like 10 minutes, and then I thought about it. The whole point of this show is to remind people, it's a, it's a love letter to old television and mm-hmm. how we used to watch television week by week. There weren't any online leaks. Like, you weren't going to see who uh, I Love Lucy's, like, sister was coming into town. And going on the internet, that's on you. If you look up all of these things and theorize and have, you know, um, hypotheses about future episodes and you think that you wasted your time doing that, you did. That's on you. You forgot how to watch TV. Yeah. And so when this happened, at the end, I'm like, oh, man, this is the final, like, nail in that coffin. Like, I have forgotten how to watch TV. I rely like i love knowing like looking up all this stuff i'm like oh man dr strange is going to be in the next episode that makes me so excited i would love to be surprised again in television or movies Mm -hmm. like but i can't with the internet i can't be surprised anymore Uh, this was the first time i I just don't pay attention to any of that i know but i I would this reminds me i wish i had that self-control this reminds me of something that's going on right now in pokemon which is a weird aside (laughs) but they just announced these two new games uh, mm-hmm. like a remake of one of their older games and it's in the style that everyone or not everyone but a lot of people are mad about because it's like um, like chibi style do you know what that is like with the big heads and little bodies like the I I stopped playing after it, it's, it's like how the sprites looked in the original game where you just have a big okay. head and a little body so they were kind of recreating that look except for now they have fancy 3D graphics so it's like mm-hmm. just these little squat little guys who are kind of cute rather than like okay. full-sized proportional humans, which is kind of what they've been doing in the newer games. And everyone lost their mind about that. They're like, no, that's not what I expected. And it's like, well, that's kind of <laughs> on you for making yeah. up what you thought it would be. And then it just mismatched that. Like you should have just been like, I'm curious what this will be. And then they'll show it yeah. to you and you can react to it. However, I mean, there's still people that might not like it, but like you don't, you shouldn't judge a thing based off of what your wildest expectations of the thing is. That's how people get upset all the time. And like stuff. That's, that's what happens. That's how you get rise of Skywalker yeah. and game of Thrones finale. It's all of your hypotheses. And like someone gets lazy and decides, let's just read Reddit to write this oh. game of Thrones. Is it's still? I was listening to um, just a random a podcast, um, and I caught up with their newer episodes. So I was like, "Oh, I'll go back randomly to like the middle of these episodes." And they were talking yeah. about the third episode had just come out of the new, last season of Game of Thrones, and they're yeah. like, "We'll see if it like gets better toward the end." I was like, "Oh no, yeah. <laughs> it gets I worse. Think... That, that's already pretty bad, but it just gets worse and worse." Well, that one like you could still. I mean, you and me could write a better ending than that one was. And yeah. we could, honestly, you could salvage that show after that one episode where it's the night before the White Walker battle. Yeah. And they're all just hanging out in the castle talking. I think that's one of the best yeah. episodes before you know what is how it is going to uh, rise of Skywalker itself. Yeah. And then they um, just like, I don't know. It's like watching someone. It's like that scene in The Office with Kevin and the Chili. That's like what the end yeah. of, uh, <laughs> like, because everyone's like. You're like here I they hope come he with drop the chili, chili. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it just goes so wrong, and that and that's David Beninoff and whatever the other one is, just completely botching it. Yeah, they they drop the ball pretty hard, but that's what 
And that that same with Force Awakens. Like everyone had these fan theories similar to the WandaVision stuff. Like Doctor Strange is definitely going to show up. Like is Quicksilver related? And the studio was kind of like, I mean, I think it was very interesting putting Evan Peters in there. I mean, it seems like a big middle finger to the, like the fans, but also that's I I was surprised again. Like I liked the feeling of being surprised. I forgot what that was like cuz I I knew he was cast in the show. I was like, oh, why would they put him in here unless they were going to tie in the X-Men? Yeah. And, well, and, and they're like, WandaVision is such a, a meta property that if you're going to play around with expectations like that, this seems actually like a reasonable place to do it. Like to lampoon yeah. recasting and all that kind of stuff. It's like, this is and a also, weird... Also, I was just kind of... It's, it's kind of like the sherlock uh season three episode one where they came back after they murdered sherlock and he's all of a sudden alive and they're yeah. like how do we explain this like if like cat actually admitting evan peters was his x-men quicksilver would have been like them murdering sherlock and they would have had like a big like oh how do we tie in the rest of the x-men into this like and now they don't have that burden mm-hmm. now they don't have to worry about that um and i kind of like that because after seeing my messiah crucified before my eyes like with rise of skywalker and game of thrones and all the stuff we've been talking about i am i would much rather be wrong about a theory i had than be right and it's really cool but then it creates more questions that are going to be much harder to answer Mm -hmm. yeah so in this show like i mean i'm not going to try to review it yet because i'm not supposed to but like it it had the scale (laughs) that the show takes place on and it never, it never jumped the shark or something. Like it never went way no. beyond what the scale was going to be. Like I remember that was one of the things I felt about watching wonder woman or watching mm-hmm. any DC movie is like by the end, everything's in chaos and people are running around screaming or whatever. And then it works. <laughs> the world out. ends in every yeah. one of those movies. Yeah. And that's kind of frustrating. So this was just like, this is a, it's a disaster for the people in the town, which is relatively yep. small. I mean, it's a yep. big deal, but it's not, you know, it's not the world is ending. <laughs> It, but yes. it's it's a story about Wanda, and it just mm-hmm. it keeps that in its head the whole time. Yeah, whereas it's very aware of that. A lot of other superhero movies, even other old Marvel movies, don't necessarily do that. Um, I don't know. I think they're all kind of perfect. Uh, <laughs> I know you do. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that that was also one of these things. Like, I'm. Because I can imagine a version of myself that watches WandaVision like three years ago, and I'm very butthurt that Doctor Strange isn't in it. Yeah. Or that the X-Men, especially since I was a bigger X-Men nerd back then, like, I would have been so upset if they did cast Evan Peters and it ended up being Frank Boner. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> sorry, not Frank, uh, Ralph Boner. Yeah. Um, that that was an interesting choice. And it's kind of also like uh, Iron Man 3, the Mandarin being fake. Like, fans were really butthurt about that, but I think it's pretty hilarious the way they did it. Hmm. Um, and now the Mandarin will be coming back, uh, I think, in Shang-Chi. I'm not sure. Uh, but do you want to go episode by episode? Are you ready to yeah, yeah, break it do down? It. Okay. So, so the first episode is Malcolm in the Middle themed. Which we, so last, we hoped for that, but we did not yeah. believe it was going to happen. Correct, because that was, I mean, we both are big fans of Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to pull up the plot synopsis because it has been a month since I watched sure. that episode. Yeah, um, so that's the one where they've just turned into uh, the Wiccan and 
uh, Wiccan and Speed. Wiccan and Speed had just turned into the ten-year-old selves that they remain for the rest of the the show. Yes, um, and it starts with them narrating just like Malcolm. Yep, so, which is hilarious. Yeah, and it's also more of an homage than they did in some of the other stuff. Like some of the other stuff, like it was more of a mix of several shows. Like I feel like the mm-hmm. '90s was less of a single theme in terms of what it was parroting, but this was very Malcolm in the Middle. This was specifically Malcolm in the Middle and maybe nothing else. Yeah. Um, But I, yeah, no, I wanted to text you immediately and then I was like, I should probably save this for the podcast. But I, how excited were you when you saw it was straight Malcolm in the Middle? I was very excited. I was just like, this is what I I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, yeah, I loved that. Um, And also just, we're still kind of still the highest rated episode of this series on IMDb is episode five when Evan Peters comes to town. Interesting. And you're kind of thinking like, oh fuck, the X Men are here, kind of deal. Um, yeah. Which again, I IMDb like claims that the Dark Knight is the best movie of all time. It's just kind of a whole bunch of fanboys. Yeah. No, this there's is there's a time and place for it. Though you did just make me think of an interesting question by saying which one was rated the highest is which of these episodes was my favorite, and I do not know the answer to that, but it's something to think about as we go through this uh, episode because I'm curious to see what your answer is at the end too. You don't know your favorite episode off the top of your head? No. Do you? Oh, okay. I I mean, I think I do, but Okay. I guess we'll we'll talk about it and we'll be sure. Okay. Um that is that is something we should also do for these shows now. We should say our favorite episode and why we liked it at the end yeah. after the after the review. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, Malcolm in the Middle happened, Evan Peters. Do you want me to read the reviews of all the episodes on IMDb right now, or do you want to wait until... Well, just like just their to, scores? Yeah, just the scores. I don't want to hear them. All right. <laughs> you don't <laughs> want it to skew your perception. Um, uh, yeah, let me give my review, and then we can go through those. Your review of what? The show. So, no, wait so till the, the end. end. I know, I'm going to wait to the end. Oh, okay. But then okay, we, can do, cool. we can still do stuff after that. It's not like I have to give my review, and then we got to like, shut everything <laughs> Hard off! Hard cut. Turn it off. Turn <laughs> it off. Cut to black. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So this episode, I'm looking up plots not because it's like they're having a Halloween town mm-hmm. party thing. And the kids are around because uh, like the, the kids are around. Before, it's like, where are all the kids? And yeah. Uncle Uncle Pietro, mm-hmm. uh, he offers to take the boys trick or treating. Um, and he they do like some mischief stuff. Uh, like they run around and mess with the townspeople, I think. Is that am I remembering that mm-hmm. correctly? Um also, Wanda is not questioning, like, Pietro looks different kind of deal. Like, just rolling with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think there's some shots where she's like, hmm. Like, she, she's, yeah. But it's like, she doesn't say anything. She, she doesn't, doesn't, yes. That, yeah, uh, that is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading and, because she's suspicious, but she's like, ah, oh, this might as well happen. Yeah. Um, And then the kids get powers that episode, so... Wiccan is more like Scarlet Witch, and then Speed is clearly Quicksilver, mm-hmm. which is interesting that none of them inherited powers from their robot father. Yeah, no, I thought it would be more of a synthesis kind of thing too. Like they had like some Wanda power, some Vision power, but it wasn't that at yeah. all. <clears throat> no, I mean this is also these are just the characters that were written in comic books forty years ago, right? So that's just kind of how it's. Uh, 
that's uh, we have had this discussion on this show several times of how the comic books have kind of just painted people into a corner. So is this also that's also so Vision Vision is starting to get suspicious of what's going on in the town, and he's I think like, he's been st- suspicious, but he's starting to like go ask people. Right? About yes, it. He, like, he's being more he active. Is, Yes. But even in episode one, he's like, what is it we do here? Like, what is my job? Which I did yeah. think was going to be something. It didn't. It was just kind of like the first B- instance of him work. questioning reality. Yeah. And what his reality was. Um, I also love their costumes. Those are the original yeah. comic book costumes. And I knew that was coming. Like, I had seen screenshots and stuff yeah. of, like, filming. But I was just like, I'm so excited for that episode. Whenever they put superheroes in their original comic book attire, I am all about it. Yeah, no, I thought it was a cute touch. Um, They do that with some of the Marvel Netflix shows as well as... um, They do it in a couple other ones. But it's just like... It's like um, Ant-Man... What's-his-face? God, the the guy who gives Ant-Man the suit. Oh, yeah. Michael Douglas. Yeah. And I can't remember his. It's name like him right doing now. what? It's like he, he has the original Ant Man costume as like a prototype. Or when Iron oh, Man breaks okay. out sure, of sure. when Iron Man breaks out of the cave, he is wearing the original Iron Man suit mm-hmm. from the original Iron Man comic. Like I really like that kind of stuff. Nods to the original, and then they, you know, fix it. Right. Well, and then they just modernize it so it fits yes. in the universe. Because if if they if Vision and Wanda had been dressed like that this whole time, <laughs> it would be very tough to watch. That would have been wild. Um, and Vision explores further away from the house, finds residents of Westview standing frozen in their positions, including Agnes. Oh, so that's when he bumps into Agnes in the car, and she's like, you're dead. You're supposed to be dead. Mm-hmm. And was this also the episode where he tries to leave the barrier? I, I think I so, think it is. yeah. Yeah, because she, she has kind of a panic attack uh, at the end during the Halloween, the town party or whatever. Um, and she throws Quicksilver into the hay well, bales. He, he also mentions to her that Vision is dead. Yeah. Um, outside Westview, sword director Hayward. Also, Hayward, what a fucking tool this guy is. Yeah, like, I, he might be one of the he, weakest parts of this. He's just not that good of a villain. Like, he just, he's, he's a jackass. He is such a jackass. But I like that he, I, because I think, I mentioned this on the last episode, like, I think that there, it's going to lead to an era of, like, incompetent... Not, like, all of them will be incompetent, but I think, like, government officials, especially after the Sokovia Accords, will start to be like, uh, oh, these people... These heroes aren't responsible enough because they blew up one building. Let's put Hayward in charge. He's went to college and has 40 years' experience, and then it will be like, oh, maybe the heroes were better after all kind of deal. Um because that's, I think, a plot point in um, Falcon Winter Soldier that I've mentioned is the government is going to try and make a new Captain America who's basically just going to be a Hayward type. Yeah. Even well, though Cap I, gave Falcon the shield. I hope that they're at least... Um, it, more of them are, like, ominous in how good they are and, like, uh-oh, the public might buy this if we don't stop them or whatever. Because this mm-hmm. guy was just, like... It was never like he was going to be a big threat. It was just like he was uh, like a, a monkey loose in a laboratory. And it's just like, oh, he's kind of screwing around with stuff. But it's like he's not like that dangerous. He's not going to make a bomb. <laughs> he's uh, well, 
to quote John Mulaney, like a horse in a hospital. Right. I was trying to specifically not do a horse in a hospital. (laughs) I didn't get very far. (laughs) I think that can be sometimes like the Joffrey type of villain. I think that can be some of the most dangerous kind of No, but Joffrey was genuinely sadistic. He was not like smart, but he was like, there was no barrier to how ruthless he would be. This guy, Hayward tried to shoot a child in the most recent episode, which I thought was just insane yeah i was like you're not restraining he's 10 years old and you're going to shoot him in the head like i think he has a lot of joffrey-esque features yeah i mean he's a little shit (laughs) he is a total little shit but also like um uh someone said i I got into an argument with a co-worker one time or a discussion of a co-worker about how peter pettigrew i thought he was like a very good villain because he's frustrating and you hate him and prisoner of azkaban ends with like him getting away and Mm. he's such a little weasel um but my coworker was like oh i hated that like it's so frustrating that that guy was able to get away with the things he did kind of Mm. deal and i i I like what do you think about a dolores umbridge i don't think there's Uh, any type of villain that gets my blood boiling more than a lawful evil character like that just it it's so frustrating to watch a lawful evil. Like I don't think they shouldn't <clears throat> exist in media. Like I think they have yeah. a compelling role to play, but at the same yeah. time whenever they're on screen, I'm just like I hate your guts. Like they'd have to die. They have to lose <laughs> ultimately in a very satisfying way or else I'm going to be frustrated. Like if a lawful evil character walks away at the end like I guess I got away with it. I'd be like boo, I hate that. <laughs> I will find you. Yeah, the um, actor who I, played this character. <laughs> I'm less familiar with Dolores Umbridge. I mean, I've seen all these Harry Potter movies, but I never finished the books. I didn't... I, it's been a long time since I've watched the movie. Do you have another example of a lawful evil character? Uh, Perhaps from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I don't know if there's a good one from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it's like the someone who has the benefit of the apparatus on their side. What but, about Game of Thrones? Uh, uh, oof. Two hours later. Back to the show. Did you find your answer? No. But okay, so we agree. Five minutes. <laughs> We're back in. We agree that Angela from The Office, Squilliam from SpongeBob, and uh, what was the Game of Thrones one you came up with? Oh, I don't know if I had one. Like, it, well, oh, you know who's a good example? Uh, the Bastard of the North. Not Jon Snow, but the other bastard. The Battle of the, the Bastards. Ab- oh, uh, what's his face? Yes. he's <laughs> Ramsey Bolton? Yeah, because he has he, yeah. he's like kind of ordained to be whatever position he's in. But he uses that to be extra cruel to people more than he would actually need to be. He seems very chaotic, though. That's true. He's insane. But, <laughs> like, I think, I think Ramsey Bolton, if he wasn't lawfully, like... He's not lawful evil because he um, chooses crazy. to follow the law. It just happens to be that the, since they're kind of in a feudal system it's and that law is governed by whose family you're in, he's lawful yeah. evil for that reason. But if he was in a society, no matter what, he would be evil. And his category might change, but only because the yeah. system itself changes and he's not empowered by it. I see. That all makes sense to me. Um, so WandaVision. WandaVision. <laughs> How did this start? How did we get on to lawful Because we were talking about that stupid Dink Hayward and how he's worthless. <laughs> um, and I, is, I, think, okay. I think the villains of S.H.I.E.L.D. should be lawful evil. Like, they should be impressive and difficult, 
but like uh not so jackasses. Like, like uh the Hulk guy. Um Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, I guess. Um cuz I also think just oh, I, I would think, also I think a better love... example is um the Robert Redford's character in Civil War. Robert Redford. Who's Robert Redford? That the the senator kind of guy or like the fancy like he's like the head of Hydra? How do you not know who Robert Redford is? I'd know who Robert Redford is. I'm just uh Oh, that's that's um Winter Soldier. Oh, sure. I, yeah, I, I know Winter who Soldier. you're talking about. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Yes, Robert Redford. Yeah, he's kind of lawful evil cuz yes. he's imposing. He is he's a good Hydra. example. That would have been a great example to come up with. <laughs> 30 minutes later, here we are. Yeah. Um I I also think it's just kind of hard to do a character like that. I mean, in more, I think it's getting easier now that there's so much diversity in the content that is released. But early on Marvel, where it's all kind of just fun and the heroes are like Joss Whedon adventures, like it would hard, be hard to do kind of a lawful evil character. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying to... I'd get tired of like a, a series of morons who come in who aren't that threatening and you are just kind of like there to exist as a prop that stops the hero but isn't actually that intimidating. Like this guy wasn't intimidating. He was just kind of a moron in the way. Like I was never that like, were you ever afraid that he was going to damage one of the heroes? I was frustrated that he was, I'm glad that I, he evoked the emotion though, that I was like, I'm so pissed off that this guy is in charge. And honestly, he could have damaged the heroes because he sent a nuke into this thing. Yeah. Like that was, that just totally, he screamed of Joffrey to me. To me, he was just like, time. you little shit. Like, like you're not actually going to cause trouble. Whereas, like, Joffrey is like, yeah, he might. This <laughs> guy, I just don't think he, he has the, the, like, it's not that he wouldn't try. It's just that he's incompetent and a moron. Like, the way he, he knew that Wanda was so tough that she could fight Thanos and that he thought he stood a chance. Like, that shows how stupid he is. Like, <laughs> if he had any brains at all, he would have been like, well, I'm not ready for this fight. I better, I better regroup and figure out what to do. But instead, he's like, let's just keep trying stuff. Maybe we can provoke a reaction from the superpower like demigod being. I'm sure that won't work <laughs> out badly for me. <laughs> I mean, it, he ended up going to jail, so it did. So he was wrong. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I uh, so also in this episode, um, what started the segue is uh, yeah. We got to go through some episodes director. fast now. Also, so yeah, I, I was. I have a question for you because um, now the order of the release of all of this content after COVID is all over the all over the place. So my question to you and also to the world, like, do you think that this is going to affect? Like, do you think the stories are so separate that it won't really matter? Or do you think that maybe in Black Widow there was a mention of creating sword? Or in Falcon Winter Soldier, which was also supposed to come first. Like, they were doing something that maybe... Like, Hayward was introduced as a character in one of these. Um, yeah, I that mean... maybe gave a little backstory. Not like a huge origin story, but maybe just like, oh, this is Hayward, like, top of his class kind of deal. I mean, I assume they're going to work around that now. I, I think those yeah. plot lines could have existed. I don't think. I think whatever they would be, though, they're small enough to work around. And like WandaVision is nice because it kind of takes place in its own little corner of the world without affecting too much around it. So you can place WandaVision at any time, subsequent mm -hmm. Endgame, and it's fine. Like this could happen 10 years after Endgame, or it could have happened three years after Endgame, and it doesn't really matter. Also, 
another thing I saw that just totally like blew my mind. Um, cause all of this that is happening, like with WandaVision and before like infinity war to Wanda, cause she blipped for five years. All of this happened, Vision dying twice and her defeating Thanos and then creating Westview. All of this happened within a two-week time span of her life. Mm-hmm. Isn't that insane? Yeah, well, it, it definitely helps rationalize her character because this yeah. is all, like, it's all so fresh. The wound is so, like, new that she's acting in a much more heightened way than she would if she'd had five years to process the death of Vision. Could you, I just can't imagine like this, this, the week, the weeks she's had, <laughs> like the world, the universe is destroyed. Yeah, yeah, what weeks <laughs> I've had. <laughs> and honestly, I kind of wish now that I think about that, I would kind of wish that that was one of the plots of the earlier I Love Lucy episodes, like just subtle hint, like, oh, it's been such a stressful two weeks. Yeah, it's like, like these two weeks <laughs> have been a doozy. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, they really have. Uh-huh. Like the universe was destroyed. You killed the love of your life twice, or you killed him once, and then you watched him get murdered in front of you. Wouldn't that be funny if, like, the beginning, Vision was doing something annoying, and she's like, I could kill you. And then he does something (laughs) else annoying, he's like, I could kill you again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, there's see that's why they kind of needed more of the I Love Lucy or the old sitcom episodes. I know. Like, give I me would watch a season of that. Exactly. Give me a season of that, and then stuff starts moving forward. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then a season of Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. Then we get back to Wandavision. Yeah, I wanted this to be six seasons, week. and all of those parodies lasted a full season. <laughs> oh man, that would be nuts. I think you would lose a lot of hardcore fans if this was seventy episodes long. Yeah, probably. <laughs> A lot of butthurt uh, people excited for the Snyder Cut. Yeah, but then there, there'd be some morons like us who are like, oh, fine. <laughs> I like sitcoms. Yeah. Oh, I, I would watch all of it. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. No question. Um, so they're tracking Vision's vibranium signature. I'm trying to think of more important stuff in this episode. It's basically Vision just pries out of Westview, and he is dying while doing so because he can't leave the perimeter. Right. He's, he's, um, his existence is contingent on Wanda's force field. Yes, and he is just, he's yelling at all of the government people to stop what they're doing because they're planning some stupid plan, like, to send a nuke in there Yeah, because they're idiots, and they're not scary. <laughs> idiots can be scary. They can, but, like, not in Marvel. Like, because you know Marvel's <laughs> not going to let them do it. Ah, uh, I see. What, okay, that, that's a better argument. I like that argument better than stupid people aren't scary. Yeah, I mean, stupid people in real life are scary because there's no writers. <laughs> and they might just get away with it. But there's writers in Marvel, and they're not just going to be like, oh, and then Hayward nuked Wanda, and Wanda was dead. Dang, that that's so sad nuts. for Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> that would be insane. I mean, hey, I originally thought that Evan Peters was going to be Quicksilver. But hey, I was wrong. I originally thought Wanda wasn't going to get nuked by an idiot. Hey, I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, and then they just air four episodes of ashes there's just 50 <laughs> minutes of ashes well i mean they could do something with her like in the astral plane or whatever like trying to come back to life yeah. but hayward could still have uh, done it um so vision is warning and darcy is like trying to help vision um and vision is basically like warning all of, like help us like all the it's, people are trapped in there yeah it's kind of darcy's um, biggest episode she plays a much smaller role from there on out uh i think the one where they're driving in the car which might be i the thought that was this one next one 
No, this is this is the Halloween Malcolm in the Middle one. Okay. And then I, I just thought I thought ex- when he goes out that she he leaves from she her extends. Car. Scarlet Witch extends the perimeter at the end of this episode, and then mm, they okay, end yes, up at that yes. carnival. Okay, yes. Um, so the next, the next episode, episode is Darcy's biggest episode. And that is like, yes, and that's the modern family mm-hmm. kind of spoof. Okay, let's move on to I that. Enjoyed. Okay, um, let me read the Easter eggs from episode six, just in case you missed them. Uh, I'm sure I got them This all. episode's title is All New Halloween Spooktacular, which is on its own, which on its own already sounds like the kind of Cover, cover blurb you'd see on the issue of Marvel Comics. Marvel in particular is known for using all new designations, sometimes in titles for books themselves. Bet you didn't catch that one. That's kind of a, um, not a great Easter egg. Hopefully the rest <laughs> of these are better. Um, the first issue of the second Vision and Scarlet Witch series from Marvel Comics took place on Halloween night, so the pair have a history of canonical adventures around the holiday. Again, kind um, of a, a thin a thin connection. I'm not sure the writers were like, oh, perfect, we'll do Halloween because of this old comic where they were together on Halloween. <laughs> um, the format and intro are definitely supposed to resemble Malcolm in the Middle. Bet you didn't catch that one. <laughs> that one I got. That was subtle. <laughs> Blink and you miss it. Um, and the theme song too was pretty cool mm-hmm. for this one. Um, and they're they're comparing it to Mystery Science Theater here. Um, Peter's speed effect is very much how his power was represented in Age of Ultron, not how it is in the X Men films. He seems to have at least some of the memories of MCO MCU Pietro, hmm. assuming that's who he is in the first place. Um, well, he knows he was Tommy's, shot. He does so. I guess just Agatha like implanted his memories there. Yeah, because Ralph doesn't know, or whatever we yeah, said his name was. That's Ralph. Yeah. Ralph Boner. Mister B. Um, Tommy says Billy is afraid of Uncle Pietro as a vampire. We do see him in an undead form later on, so close enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pietro is quick to point out that he has the XY chromosome. Any excuse for him to announce the letter X, considering which version of Pietro we're talking about? Who wrote these? Yeah. They're really grasping at straws. I know. <laughs> um, it's like Wanda, find... if you notice in this episode, Wanda walks on two legs and she has two kids. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God. Uh, at one point, this one's fun uh at one point right before pietro and the kids run off tommy describes something as kick-ass and wanda repeats kick-ass out loud which the movie kick-ass is both versions of quicksilver were best friends in that movie if you recall i do not but that okay are you a kick-ass fan i've never seen it so that is why i don't never seen it it? (laughs) oh man so the main character kick-ass himself is uh aaron taylor johnson and then his best friend uh, man behind the computer or whatever, like the Ned to his yeah. Peter Parker is the other Quicksilver, okay. Evan Peters. So that seems like it's actually a, a, an Easter egg, maybe. That is, but it's also, um, I mean, you kind of picked that up when the X-Men movies were out and we're like, oh, both of these players are, or, or both of these actors are playing mm-hmm. Quicksilvers in two different superhero universes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so there's stuff that references, Mef- or theorizes mephisto but obviously that didn't come out although that book in, in the basement i think is like straight out of mephisto's like that's something that he uses the book of the damned or whatever mm. 
in the comic book. Yeah, it's it funny when um, she said, and this is now jumping ahead to today's episode, but I'm just going to mention it because I'm thinking uh, of it now. She was like, there's yeah. a whole chapter on you. And then she flips through the book and it's like six pages and one of the pages has her on it. Like, I know yeah. it's just like special effects because they're not going to make, you know, they have to flip through all these things, but like not a long book. And each of the pages I mean, takes up a lot of room. I, it's a magic book, so I'm sure they can <laughs> yeah, work around probably, that. But it's like there's a whole chapter <laughs> on you, and it's like page, page, page. There it is. It probably has, um, I mean, infinite pages. Yeah, I wouldn't well, – get that, but yeah, I think so. Um, and also uh, – interesting. Um, yeah, okay, and then all of the – yeah, that's pretty much... Oh, the Yo! Magic commercial. That's what I was looking for. Um, the yogurt commercial. I did not get that at all. Uh, um, so I'm going to read this right now. Do you remember that commercial? I don't. It was like a Nickelodeon commercial oh, where the okay. guy had the gogurt on the island and it's like claymation and he like melted. Yeah, and then he... Well, because that... The main thing I remember taking away from that is just like it... It's interesting how the tone of the commercials is matching the tone of the show. Because sh- like everything else is getting darker. At this mm-hmm. point in WandaVision, like reality starting to creep through the thing or whatever. So th- even in the commercial, it's not just like some fun, wacky thing. It's like it starts fun and wacky and then it turns sour and he dies. Correct. Okay, so Yo Magic is a yogurt snack, but the commercial has a real strong Shark Bites vibe. Shark Bites were terrible. You probably would have died too if that was all you were allowed to eat on a desert island. Snack on Yo Magic might indicate that someone or something is feeding off of Wanda's right. deal here. Um, which she perhaps channeling the mystical mystical energy yep okay so there you go uh yet another reference to infinity stones in this commercial this ad features a kid alone on a desert island who grimly ends up looking like red skull on vormir who is i mean he looked like a skull but like (laughs) i don't know if he looked like red skull Ah. these are these are some reaches it's it's like they're doing like numerology or something like where they're just trying to like look at these random patterns and then somehow magically connect them together as if these things make sense. Like these people could find symbols in a box of Cheerios. Like they could find yeah. words. <laughs> look, my Cheerios are saying something. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I believe that's a family guy joke. Uh, all right. Moving on to the second episode of the four breaking the fourth wall. Um, uh, so this one is the Modern Family one, and this one is also kind of like not a ton happens. Like it's basically just kind of falling action. Well, it, of Wanda. it's Wanda having a breakdown. Like she's yeah, she's realizing she can't control anything, and it's all falling apart. Yeah, and it's just kind of like I, it's not a filler episode. That's not the right word for it, but it's more along the lines of like no major events. Well, happen. Uh, yeah, it's also Wa- uh, Vision gets caught up to speed is the big thing, right? And yeah. then what is yes. Wanda's arc? Like what el- what actually happens to her? Like where where is she at the end of the episode? She lets she lets Agnes watch the kids mm-hmm. and then she ends up in the basement and you discover Okay, yes. Ag- yeah, I remember now. Agatha Agatha all along. What did you think of that song? Ever the internet was crazy about that. Did you like I it? I mean, I thought it was cute. Like I didn't I, it's not like it's been stuck in my head or I've thought about it since really, but that is the vibe that I got from all of the, all of the internet buzz. They loved it. Like, yeah, yeah, they were yeah, I don't, I don't get that. huge fans. I feel like that kind of stuff is Disney intentional guerrilla marketing. Like they they're trying to drum up memes out of stuff. Like I feel like that definitely ah. happened with Baby Yoda. I mean, that was marketable to begin with, but I definitely think some of that is non-organic. Like Disney plants, I don't know how they do it, but they have some sort of 
meme generation machine that they turn on when they want get stuff to get going. Meme generation. Yeah, and, and they get um, like their influencers that they have control over and they like be like, hey, did you see this? Maybe you can make a funny post about this thing. And then they do it because they're just all <laughs> seeking views and likes and stuff. Oh, it's so crazy how the world works. I know. Influencers and the idea of being an influencer is the, it's so tedious. I can't imagine anyone having the patience to do it, but everyone is like scrambling up to that influencer ladder to try to be somebody. I mean, it would be an easy gig. I, I know. I don't know. Just I remember when I, Nike pays you to post stuff. Yeah, like when I worked at Six Flags, we had like, like stuff where social media people, people with blogs and stuff could come and see stuff so they would post about it. And again, like that mm-hmm. kind of hustle just sounds tiresome to me. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, it's definitely, and we're saying this is people on a podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> we are hoping millions of people listen to this and buy yo magic yogurt or whatever that thing is called. I just want to complain about um, something into a microphone. I don't want, it. I don't want it to be a business this, obligation. This is also the episode where Monica Rambo gets her powers. Yes. Or well, does she get her parents last powers or is it because she has her powers that she's able to break through? That's I, I wasn't I sure. Think, I think it's a little of both. Like she had power because they were like, you went in twice and you didn't show any side effects. If you go in a third time, like it's just going to be crazy. Okay. So it was like infusing um, her with some extra magic juice that yeah. she didn't have before. It's kind of like Scarlet Witch, which I right, also was a didn't witch and then together. she got superpowers. Yeah. So, okay. I yeah. think that makes sense. Which I didn't piece. I never would have guessed that. I thought that was a very interesting spin on the origin story mm-hmm. there. Um, uh, yeah, so then we get to the next then, episode, which isn't a parody of anything, but it's almost like a Christmas on. carol. They, they also fight. I'm just trying to read the end of this episode. Uh, Agnes tells Wanda that the twins are in the basement. Um, mid credit scene, Monica investigates Agatha's house and discovers the lair in the basement, and then Pietro catches her. And then there's nothing of that in the next episode. No, that doesn't occur till this episode? Yeah. Yeah, today. Um, um, so yeah, then we get to the Christmas past episode where we go through all of Wanda's history and how she got there, vignette by vignette. Which, I don't want to spoil it, but this might... I mean, I will say for certain at the end, this might be my favorite okay. episode. Because this... I was I wondering if this one might be. Because this one is... I... God, that vision, that, I mean, I love, uh, yeah, obviously this is kind of quintessential great Marvel storytelling, um, and it really puts uh, her perspective, or it, it was such a great device for Agatha to kind of go through her mind, and also for you to explain to the audience what the hell has been going mm-hmm. on for this entire show, and I thought that was brilliant. Um, we finally find out Agatha's a witch, and just her origin story, Scarlet Witch's origin story, is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And well, I also like, like, yeah, like you were saying, the scene of Ag- Agatha's uh, Agatha. Agatha, thank you, uh, like her on the stake absorbing yeah, powers, the witch burning. That was pretty cool, mm-hmm. and like I like the soundtrack kind of changing, like it, it it had like a kind of Halloweeny feel in the backing. And the, and the score to it. I don't know. I, I thought that was all a pretty what interesting you... origin for this character, which I'm sure exists in the comic books already. But still, like, we hadn't yeah. seen anything like a character originating out of, you know, Puritan America. No. Like, that's a, a weird no. place for a character to You're come telling from. me that Tony Stark wasn't the first Avenger? <laughs> well, I guess Captain America. Yeah. 
Um, so also what did I, <laughs> that vision quote is so, I loved it. Like it was so good, but I couldn't tell if you were going to be like, Oh, this is so trite. Uh, which quote? What, what the, the one that's like all over the internet. What is, what is grief? If not love persevering. Oh, I like that. That is, he's a robot and he's saying more profound things than most people. Yeah. Now that does, that, that that's a good quote. Cause it's just one of those things that puts a big idea into a very concise pass, like passage. Like, what, yeah. What's the quote that's like, uh, you only use 10% of your brain. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, oh, what is it? It's like something to the effect of brevity is the soul of wit. It's like that where it, uh, where it's like yeah. it, the shorter you can make something and it still confers the entire idea, the more profound it seems. And I think that's kind of like that. Totally. I, Oh, just all of like, cause visions origins, she didn't interact. She like her child version of herself interacted with her brother. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. And I love like the father brings home the suitcase of all the old TV shows. And I, I totally knew that that mm-hmm. was what was kind of like what this whole thing was about. Like as a kid in Sokovia, like she just enjoyed all of this content, right. like American television, which totally fits. Glad my theory about that was right. Um, yeah her interacting with vision just how many times this poor girl like just she they really do love each other and darcy in the last episode is like the love you two have is real like that's all i know about this crazy tv show Mm. and like vision gave her the house or like with the 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 deed or whatever that says to build a home or whatever that map do you think she has the most tragic arc of any character in the mcu A, a million percent yeah one million percent she watched she had to murder the love of her life and then watched an evil titan do it i mean it. even before and that then, she almost did because she had not only lost both of her parents in tragic circumstances also, due to the death or a death caused by one of the families that will then go on to make the avengers like you know the stark yeah. missile or whatever like that's already pretty oh. complicated um yeah and then and then she blows up politicians or well the, but not the, in, um you missed the part where she killed or her. She watches her brother die, so oh, yeah, her, her entire nuclear in family dies. Then she accidentally yes. commits a horrible accident, which she would never have done intentionally, but she has to deal with the grief, yeah. which causes the disbanding of her now like found family. <laughs> family, <Yeah. laughs> and then she watches is... her husband or her lover die twice. Then after that, <laughs> yeah. Then, God, jeez, like that's. There's there's no sadder story in the history of stories. <laughs> there's Wanda Maximoff is the most tragic character yeah. of all time. And she is like a whole bunch of people were like saying um like there were memes going around when she defeated or like was dismantling Thanos's armor and stuff like when she took him one on one like she's the strongest avenger. I think like handling grief absolutely no question she's the strongest avenger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like I, I, I would never argue that. Like I, well, except for maybe Captain Marvel. What is how is she? What is her grief? No, she not. She didn't have stronger or, grief. I'm oh, saying she's stronger. Like I think she could still win in a fight. I don't know. I because th- uh, according to Agatha, at the end of this episode, she said Scarlet Witch's powers uh, surpass the Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange himself. You think Doctor Strange is powerful in Captain Marvel? yes i feel like captain I, marvel's just like like she's kind of got she's kind of like yeah i mean it would definitely be like a 
Lex Luthor versus Superman kind of thing. I mean, I like I like the idea of comparing them just because they have very different powers. So like, yeah, Doctor Strange would have to think very outside the box to beat her, but he does have such a weird tool set that he might be able to do it. But it wouldn't be like in a mm-hmm. fight fight. It would be by nah. warping reality mm-hmm. into and like you know using his time stone yeah. to somehow get an advantage. Yes. Certainly he's physically kind of. less imposing than she is. Yes, definitely. And maybe maybe that'll be a battle that comes up in one of these future And movies. same with Scarlet Witch versus Captain Marvel. She might be able to pull it off just with some reality-bending stuff, like disappearing here, <laughs> making copies of herself, or, you know, any sort of that kind of witch stuff that Captain Marvel can't do. Captain Marvel's kind of a hammer. She does one thing, which is kick yeah. ass. <laughs> hammer the nails. <laughs> um. Uh, I'm reading up the synopsis. Was that all about episode eight? Um, well, we we did seven and then we did eight, so that brings okay. us up to today. Hold on, uh, what did I just? Do you have anything else to say about episode eight? You were I kind of hogged that one. Uh, I mean, I, I very much enjoyed that episode. I like anything that has like a couple little vignettes, and this is a vi- a set of vignettes within <laughs> a series of episodes. So I'm all about it. Uh, gotcha. I mean. It wasn't the most fun episode. Like, it was definitely the, I would say, the emotional climax of the show. Yes, that is a good way of putting it. Because this is, the last episode was more of like a release after that. Like the, the, Mm -hmm. we're all, we've all come full circle. We're all set up to resolve this conflict now because we have all of the, everything established that we need to, to hit this finale. And that is where we start now. I agree with that um series finale which also i like the titles of these like they Mm. were all kind of clever um that was a nice touch as an homage a love letter to television um so series finale the episode that we just watched mere hours ago um starts with uh agatha is kind of like captured the children Mm. um and then scarlet witch is about to fight oh God, we didn't talk about fake vision oh, in right. the previous well, episode. Well, he's not in it much. The post credit yeah, stinger. Yeah. That what it what did you think? I like how they chose to embody him as just being like like he doesn't color. Like he like cuz he's he grays out when he dies in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And so I like that he's still that kind of grayed out like it's like he doesn't have a soul. He's not like fully alive. We also so that is like a version of vision in the comics. Okay. Like he he dies or same similar i don't i think it, i don't know if it's related to the infinity stone being ripped from yeah. his head i assume it would be um but he's but like literally a ghost he, of his former self they yes they recreate that and he has no previous memories or anything of that which it seems uh he kind of gets them back a little bit like when i loved the vision on vision fight that was so mm-hmm. great well i thought it was funny Although that they, a... it ended with a ship of theseus cuz i bet i've mentioned that mm-hmm. on the podcast at some point I, 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 like a moron, heard that in like philosophy 101, and I was like, oh, that's so uh-huh. interesting. And I have so many times brought that up in conversation with strangers or just like just other people, just like, hey, this is kind of like the ship of Theseus. I don't think I've ever heard you mention it oh, once. I, I'm surprised. I Because that was. Because I had the same, while watching this episode today, I had the same reaction that you did in Psych 101. I'm like, huh, that's really profound and deep. Like, maybe I should talk about this. Um, I love that. uh, Oh, real quick, uh, 
touching back on episode eight also like just where white vision his origin or i i forgot what his actual name is i think it's just the vision or whatever they there's no specific soulless vision um what did you think about hayward though because she did go into like the avengers facility and she's like i want to bury my husband and hayward's like he's three billion dollars worth of government property you can't bury yeah like what what did you think of that I mean, that was maybe the most competent he seemed, which is good. Like, he was, like, genuinely being an asshole who was using his powers in a way that was, like, like, he... That was more lawful right, evil. yes. He, he seemed like he was in control of something. Whereas, like, once you, you take him out of that building, he's just like, I don't know. Maybe we'll punch her. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw a bomb at her. <laughs> That'll show yeah, her. It's like, okay, dweebus. Um, well, I mean, similar similarly in avengers one the government or the deciding body decides to nuke manhattan because all of the avengers are fighting the aliens and they don't seem to be winning the government in the marvel universe is somehow more incompetent than the actual government in real life and that's like a low bar yeah spicy pretty low (laughs) <laughs> that's a that's a hot yeah. take. Um, Congress, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, also, I think it's interesting that episode nine, like one of your original kind of qualms with the show, is in all the origin or with the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the origin stories are mirror yeah. matchups. This last episode is a straight yeah. mirror matchup because it is which kind of in which. a way there. <laughs> which v which vision v vision. And then the kids are just kind of yeah. there. They fight the cops, which I thought yeah. was cool. Like, I would... Oh, God, could you imagine watching this as a 10-year-old? Yeah. And just like, I am Wiccan or Speed. Oh, yeah. That's me. Um, and on top of that, like, their parents are already, like, characters that you already love from these movies. Yeah, no, that would definitely um, be a... Like, Mom, look how fast I can run now. And she's like, oh, wow, you're yeah. just like him. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, look what I can do. <laughs> uh meanwhile i'd be trying to levitate things with my hand which would probably be harder to prove yeah well you would just you would just get like running i don't know do you ever do the thing where you have like a book open and you're like watch this and you like swing your hand over and the air pulls the page so it's like you didn't touch it but it's like you controlled it with your mind i've been known to do something (laughs) like that once or twice (laughs) but those were in my magic days Hmm. um so what were you what were i loved the vision fight what was your take on like the first half of this episode like the the fight part because originally my prediction was when i read online during my searching for leaks and not being patient uh in the previous weeks my i read that the last three episodes were kind of like more of a marvel movie as opposed to the tv show setup which didn't really seem i mean maybe the last two Seventh one was definitely just more par for sure. the course. It was a modern family. Um, and even eight was kind of an origin story. But did you like the first half of this episode being more of like a traditional fight sequence? I was definitely less into it for a while. I liked it once like the vision fight turned into like a mind game. Because that seems very visiony <laughs> yeah. for that to be how it does. Like yeah. that's almost like a classic way to defeat a computer is to like give it a paradox or something, and then it goes can't compute mm-hmm. beep boop bop ah. So this was kind of <laughs> like that, except for a little bit more, or a little bit uh, better handled. Um, I like we got to see Vision's phasing. 
which yes. we had not seen a, a lot because in Infinity War he gets stabbed and that ruins his face. Yeah. No, this there's definitely a cool face fight where they're phasing in and out of each other. Like like to hold on to each other with those like it phase their fist into the other one's body. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, and then which fight was kind of I thought the which fight was pretty cool just, like the like okay. especially once they were in the sky doing like and it was like I have all your powers it's like no, let me unveil my trap card and she's like no. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That yeah. was fun. Well, and also the the enclosing the the reality around it or lowering the wall and everything like and her family starts disappearing in Mm -hmm. front of her and i immediately knew like i had a 90 percent hunch i knew how this was gonna end but then as soon as her family starts to disappear i'm like oh this poor girl like it's been two weeks she's losing her family again oh god in three she just two weeks (laughs) half the universe dies and then you know after oh geez like what a tragic tragic yeah no if like no one ever ends up in any sort of family situation she's probably like damn it (laughs) this is gonna run through my hands like sand i can't hold on to this (laughs) but oh god do you think she'll ever get like a happy ending in this universe i don't know because we're not talking about it yet but that last the the closing scene the final final stinger it's not looking like she's feeling super healthy after all this no i'm understandably so these last two weeks have been the worst (laughs) it's been a rough go i can't (laughs) (laughs) two but all this to happen within two weeks is just bonkers um yeah so what else do we need so we we've talked about their witch fight back and forth we have darcy come back just to doof hayward just to plow into hayward which is good like to see him get hit yeah i like that she did the hitting (laughs) yeah that, yeah, that was something. And for then her she just got out of dodge. Like we didn't even talk to her this episode. Like she's just like, here she is. No. And then and then later yep. it's just like Rambo's like, oh yeah, she left. She's good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was kind of weird that they didn't give her a send off. It's the almost other like two. they were going to, and then it's like there was like some reason she couldn't be they there. They ran out of time. Yeah. Maybe they finished filming and then COVID happened and they couldn't do reshoots or yeah. something like that. And like she was supposed like to be fun. there for a day and she wasn't there for a day because yeah. of COVID or something. I don't know. It definitely seemed like they were just like kind yeah. of rode around something because she just disappears and yeah. then shows up. And then she's like, anyway, I'm off screen. Bye. You know, like what's yeah. his name? The dog in the Simpsons disappearing back to his own planet. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. Poochie. I have to go now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> deet, 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 deet. <laughs> deet, deet, deet. <laughs> Poochie returned to his home. Wow, I didn't know Poochie had a home planet. <laughs> yeah, Darcy returns to her home um, planet. Yeah. Well, because apparently, uh, so she's going to be in Thor: Love and Thunder, which will be fun. So I guess that's where she goes yeah. from here. Um, Monica Rambeau is going to be in Captain Marvel two, and I, I, do you want to talk about her stinger now, or wait till we finish talking about Wanda and? Uh, yeah, let, let's talk about that. Go for it. Which which one? <laughs> the Rambo one. <laughs> the post credits or Wanda? Okay, uh, I love this post credit sequence because I did not envision it happening. But she is basically confronted by a mm-hmm. scroll, and the scroll is like, "Yo, we're going to space to hang out with Nick Fury," <laughs> which I'm all about. That sounds. Dope. What if it was just like she's up, or we got to go talk up there, and then they, it just shows them and on she's the roof just in like the projection yeah. booth, like. <laughs> projection booth of the movie okay theater. here's the guy now <laughs> thanks for moving up here <laughs> um i and then uh 
Jimmy Woo is also going to be in Ant Man Quantumania, um, which will be mm-hmm. cool. And yeah, he had a cool episode because uh, he's 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 yeah, definitely like was, a comic relief kind of character. But this though, like, but he is competent. Like he he does his job well, yeah. and he can break out of handcuffs. <laughs> they kind of made him like the Hayward type in Ant Man and the Wasp, yeah. but not as evil. I think they just liked him too much, more... like the actor. They're just like, we want him to yeah. continue being in these, and he can't just be an evil jerk. Yeah. So. We're going to make him kind of a fun... I mean, making him do magic and stuff yeah. like that. Like, that's real... Could you imagine if Hayward got caught doing magic? <laughs> like, what would your stance on his character Hayward be? couldn't understand magic because he can't understand, like, anything. <laughs> <laughs> Basic knowledge. Yeah, like, well, because a magic trick requires misdirection. And Hayward's mm-hmm. plans of, like, let's just nuke her in the face doesn't really, like... Come on, Hayward, do something else to distract her while you nuke her in the face. Maybe then you have a shot. But no, he's very much just like, let's run in a straight line as fast as we can and try to punch her in the face. (laughs) Really shocked that that did not work. He's not a planner. Uh, No. Um, So the end of the episode, she defeats Agatha, which I really like um, how she did the mind mind trick that she did to Tony Stark in Age Mm -hmm. of Ultron, like to finally get her, like she teleported and then she sneaks up behind her and does that. Reimagines the whole, all the the 16th mm-hmm. hundreds or 16th century witch burning um i thought that was really cool um but and then it ends with or she oh she uh turns agatha back into a like a regular human and now she has to walk through westview mm-hmm. like as, just as a as a nobody kind yeah. of yeah and i and which presumably she's kind of in the same faith that the people in the town were which is like that kind of suffering oppressive mind state where you're being pushed out of your own head and presumably she'll just be experiencing that for the foreseeable future yeah i can't imagine she'll come back like in doctor strange 2 or something i kind of would like to see her again but i don't know yeah what context it would possibly make sense for her to like unless i'm wanda comes back and is seeking answers and tries to like this is the only person I know who has this knowledge potentially. And then you could make that mm-hmm. coincide with some way that she gets free. Um, like Wanda yeah. breaks her out to understand something. And then like, right as she's about to get the answer, she's seeking big, massive thing happens and she slips away and then can be like a villain again or can work with another villain. Like, I think she, she has yeah. an interesting set of powers that could be used in conjunction with other stuff. I would like to see some villains team up almost the way the Avengers have, because they haven't really done that in the MCU. No, but that is, um, what is it called? There's, ah, um, it's like Dark Avengers. Mm. The I mean, League of Evil. Um, <laughs> Dark Avengers. Or it's every villain is Lemons. That remember that <laughs> <laughs> every villains is lemons i do love that um <laughs> dark avengers are basically like when villains take over the mantle of certain superheroes so for example norman osborne the green mm-hmm. goblin takes over like war machine like he gets a war machine mm-hmm. suit and then starts to wreak havoc as war machine um and then bullseye becomes hawkeye um i'm trying to find people that you know because bullseye's from daredevil um but yeah they basically just take the the mantle of certain avengers and Mm. wreak havoc um but they are planning on doing that movie in the future obviously they're gonna do a 
Young Avengers, New Avengers, and then Dark Avengers at some point, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, although, I'm, I haven't read the Dark Avengers comic, so I'm not sure. I assume they're wreaking havoc, but maybe they are, for some reason, being good, and all these bad guys have just turned into heroes for some reason and these are just the mantles that they take on let's see what other what um, other big things do we need to hit have we missed anything from the finale i mean i guess the uh, final sequence the, of them yeah the final sequence of her family being destroyed in front of her eyes mm-hmm. yet again like and she puts the kids to bed like that was just so mm-hmm. and i i love vision's quote of we've said goodbye before and we s- saw each other again so it stands to reason that we will see each yeah. other again kind of deal that was yeah amazing. i thought the disintegration of him was pretty interestingly done because like his outside goes away and you just see like this kind of network of like um it's almost like a like a neural web or whatever of like golden vision thoughts or whatever Mm -hmm. i don't know it's like seeing the scan of the inside of a brain or something yeah Yeah. as he disintegrates that was pretty interesting and visually this Um, was all very impressive like i wouldn't say this was any sort of step down from normal normal marvel effects no. i mean maybe they had less of them just because of the way the show is but like whenever yeah. the effects were present they were full quality marvel the only thing i remember seeing this episode is there's a part after the the townspeople confront her and they're running away um there's mm-hmm. a shot where i think all the people running away are cgi or at least or at least they're uh, like stunt doubles or something like they're not the actors running away it, it uh, just looks kind of wonky not notice that um, at all I, I mainly it's I, I looked at the uh, you could see the actress who plays uh, Eric Foreman's mom on that 70s oh, show. Yes. It showed her yeah. running away, and I was yeah. like, "That's not her running." No, <laughs> 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 nah. chasing after Eric Foreman all these yeah. years, she can't run anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah so, and then uh, post credits, the very last sequence is Wanda has pulled a Thanos. Which I guess she was blipped at the time, so she didn't know Thanos was living on a cabin mm-hmm. in a farm, kind of deal. Uh, also, this is just like a popular MCU trope because uh, uh, Edward Norton, Incredible Hulk, he also does the same thing at the end of that movie, as I'm sure yeah. you remember. He isolates in a cabin in the middle of nowhere and just kind of chills out because he's fearful of what he will do to. It's the kind world. of like when the MCU wants to put a toy away for a while. It's like you go in, you go mm-hmm. in the cabin in the woods box, and we'll come get you when we need <laughs> you. <laughs> well, except Thanos. Thanos was like brutally. They, the well, I guess he was there for a yeah. different reason. But the all of the other toys were like, no, no, no. He's got to come back out mm-hmm. and play. And then they chopped <laughs> off its head. <laughs> um, so. I guess. Uh, well, so you know what? what? You I will say um, this real quick. The... Thor also has an incredibly sad arc. Uh, just to rival yeah. probably the second saddest. If this, if we're saying this is the saddest, his is also very sad as his yeah. entire planet is gone. <laughs> and I, his mom and dad. But. And his sister's evil. His parents for sure. <laughs> and his brother like keeps betraying yeah. him. That would be like the saddest thing for me. Like my brother, I couldn't trust him no matter how many times yeah. I thought. Um, I don't know. I feel like he had a lot of pleasant memories with Odin. And then you can argue Tony Stark's and Captain America. Like, all these people have tragedy in their lives. Like, Tony Stark's parents were murdered by one of his new family members kind mm. of deal. I did air quotes for those not uh, watching this podcast. Um, but also Steve Rogers. Like, 
his ship went down and he had a dance with his best lady like and he didn't get to see her until she was super old and then dead yeah but that's uh, not that's not on the uh, scale then, of your planet getting destroyed especially your but asgard is a people well but also your planet getting destroyed while you are in charge of that planet like that's got to be a pretty big blow like it's like i'm i'm kind I of guess. responsible for this and i've let down not just like my family or something. I've let down my entire civilization. And yes, you get the stuff. It's like Asgard's people or whatever. But it's like we were pretty attached yeah. to the planet. Like that was a nice place to live. <laughs> All my stuff was Asgard. there. I don't know. The, <laughs> the resolution of that of Thor Ragnarok just makes me think that like ah, everything's fine. Like obviously but I think that's kind of just the tone of Thor stuff. too. Because Thor that has gotten so funny. It's hard true. to go. It's hard to meet thor where he is like because like Nobody like when he really got sad we we're just like him we'll made him sad. be fat and then now it's kind of funny again it's like yeah but also it's, it's like hilarious. really sad though isn't it huh <laughs> no but it's, it's funny because he's Even... fat <laughs> <laughs> that is true i did not think about it. but like stuff like odin like he had five thousand years to hang out with odin they had a great relationship like i'm gonna be sad when my father passes on but it's not like wanda where my like i was very young i didn't yeah. have a I mean, lot that's of life just true. experiences he, he had to uh, I, he lived a whole life with Odin. He lived a full life, and same with his mother, because Thor is like 5,000 years old or something crazy. Earth. I, I do think years. there's something to be said, though, about being responsible when your Earth is destroyed, when, you're, when your planet yeah, I he really, he just made new Asgard. Like, he was just like, oh, <laughs> roll with the is, punches. This is the next step. <laughs> yeah, roll with the punches. Whereas Scarlet Witch is just like, this last thing didn't work. But maybe if I bring back my family again, They're gone it'll again. work. And <laughs> every time she's and just like, gone. I really want to make this thing. And it's gone. All right. Well, I got to get my review. Just... Okay. Okay. I'm dying to know what you thought of the very first MCU. I think television. I'm giving it a five point. Okay. Okay. Five. Okay. So Bruce Banner's there, so, and I know he's not been there before. Yeah. And then here's That's a true. weird one: my other Avenger is going to just be full size the Wasp. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, weird, weird couple. So Bruce Banner and the wow. full size Wasp. So she's just one. <laughs> um. That's yeah. That's pretty wild. It's oh, and Tony Stark, of course. Already... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, then it's a six point yeah. five. Which I tried to do earlier on, and you would yeah. not let me. No, but I think this was all um, very well done. I, I'd have trouble giving these last episodes anything less than a 75%. I did enjoy them less, mm-hmm. though, than I'd enjoyed the previous episodes. Like, this last episode, the action stuff, I was starting to be like, yeah, yeah, whatever, vision fighting. I mean, okay. it was all handled gotcha. well. I just, my brain has a way of not caring once we get into the punching. Yeah, I know. Like, that's why Age of Ultron, because <laughs> I rewatched that before... <laughs> watching this series Ooh, jealous um, i we talked about it on the podcast i, I rewatched all the uh, yeah probably um yeah, yeah and that movie has a ton of action if you're someone who likes action yes. that is a great movie to watch if you're me that movie is tedious like it's just like they can't sh- <laughs> like the action won't shut up for a second to let some story happen nope it's just like look giant thing breaking giant thing breaking boop 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 like look at all these cool visuals although I'm like Bang. i mean you can you can argue the same thing about infinity war because that is mostly an action yes movie. <laughs> <laughs> and i guess you do I mean, argue what did that. i give okay. infinity war yeah four and a half so i mean that, that's 
Or or a four four seven okay. five, I think. Although we redid these, so now Who knows? the ones I have written, <laughs> yeah, it's we did an episode yeah. where we redid all of them, and we'll probably have to re rank them again in a couple yeah. of years, just because Wandavision is now a bar for you for something else. Because I'm originally, yeah, I'm trying to think. I guess you gave like Avengers Endgame probably a five point five. I think it was one of the yeah. higher. I know ones I gave Homecoming like a five point five. Yeah. So this is on par yeah. with Homecoming for you. Yeah, I, okay. it's it's a good balance of fun. It's uh, the thing that this is that's maybe better than Homecoming is original. Homecoming is still yeah. like a, a superhero movie, and in, in a kind of typical mm-hmm. way. But it's just like I would say that's like maybe the pinnacle of like just your standard run of the mill superhero flick. And this is like it's trying yeah. something different, and there are some parts where it misses and stuff. Like like Hayward, like my complaints with him, he wasn't like mm-hmm. super compelling. But really, the bad person or the bad guy was uh, Agatha, and she was yeah. fairly interesting. But again, the problem being a mere matchup is not like the most interesting thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. see, Vision's mere match do- doesn't bother me as much because it's kind of like just like. Uh, robots outsmarting well and it's other. just like his body still existed in or i guess it's like i don't know whatever it is it's it's like a vision the, the entire part of this series is trying to figure out what he is and then he actually has to confront like another physical manifestation of what he is though i mean i guess in yes. a lot of these origin stories they're trying to figure out who they are mm-hmm. and that's why they end up fighting someone who is them yeah, we have made that point, or you more specifically than me. I just like, oh, this would be cool to see those two yeah. fight. But anyway, overall, yeah, I like, very much enjoyed this. Uh, I like we've been saying, what? I could have watched more of their just more filler episodes of just sitcom hijinks. I would love it. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think I would also enjoy that as well. Uh, so originally, Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to be supposed to be the first show, followed by this. What is your? Are you happy you watched this one first? Do you think you're going to like that one less? I'm than almost this? sure that I will like that one less, just because I think it's going to be <laughs> okay. more of like actiony. It's modern day. I don't think there's there's as much room for it to be a break with a formula. I think it's going to be kind of like a spy thriller series, and yes. that that is not Correct. really something I'm that into. It's not something I like hate, but I like I never really watched um like James Bond. Yeah, James I'm not Bond. a J- big James Bond fan. I remember going to a birthday party, like a sleepover, and we were watching like James Bond film after James Bond film cuz like it was like the theme of what they were doing, and mm-hmm. I find James Bond to be pretty boring <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I do like the Daniel Craig ones, yeah. but just because... Those I weren't out when I was at this thing. Like, these were... Pierce Brosnan was the, the newest ones. Did you... Did you? Were you at Alex's birthday party? Friend of the show? My <laughs> did best he have one of those? He... Well, I frequently, they were just always on. Like, his dad were watching them growing up, so we would just go over and he'd like, let's watch a part of this. And we would sit down and watch, like, a segment from huh, James Bond. Yeah. I've also never like, seen... Yeah, it never really Mission resonated Impossible, with me. any of those. I've heard the newest one of those was quite good, but I don't know. Yeah, I it's on Hulu. I would recommend it because I I've only seen two and the mm-hmm. new one. And two was a random like a high, a teacher in high school like put it on because he wanted a busy yeah he had a hangover or, or something. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Classic high school teachers. So yeah, I watched that and 
the new one was pretty great coming in completely blind to the rest of the franchise. Yeah. No, I heard good things about it, even um, from people who I wouldn't think are just like pure action movie buffs. It's kind of like it's kind of like a Mad Max type deal. Just really good just action. Like, this is so yes, just genuinely yeah. well made. Isn't that interesting? Mad Max did it's like what is it about Mad Max, even though that is kind of constant action, that just makes it more compelling than Age of I, Ultron, which was also yeah. all action? See, and I much prefer Age of Ultron to Mad Max. Like, we watched Mad Max in theaters together, and I just did not... Everyone was raving about this movie, and I was just like, this is just fine. Like, it's nothing I, I think part of it was the me. world building. I think that really elevated it. Like, it just felt like this strange place. And I know it's based on another series, but, like, I, I hadn't seen any of the other Mad Max stuff. So this is my first well, introduction to the universe, the, and just, like, the water thing. Like, there's just, a, like, a, a lot of... It's like nothing was that new. Like there's been other apocalypse movies and stuff like that, but it was all done in a pretty original way. The crazy thing though is the director of the original Mad mm-hmm. Max in the eighties or late seventies when it ever came out is the same guy who directed the new they really, one. What a what? good How did swan he do song. that? What a good finale. I don't know if he's actually directing other stuff. How? But... I think they're making mm. a sequel. Well, we'll see if that's good. But like how like Ridley Scott made Prometheus like twenty years after Alien. That one didn't mm-hmm. quite land as much as I enjoy Prometheus, but um, that's neither here nor there. Do you want to hear the IMDb ratings of the One Vision episodes? I would like to up? hear them after the theme. I think Marvel sucks. No, it doesn't. No, it really does. No. Uh, I love how you incorporated all of the WandaVision intro themes into that theme. That was some real music. Yeah, that took me 30 hours. That you were able to do. And and what's interesting (laughs) is like I've integrated all those different sounds so well, it almost just sounds like our normal theme song, but it isn't. It's a reconstruction using snippets of all these other songs. Wow. Uh, That's true. All right, let's hear these IMDb numbers. Do the whole series. Um, okay. Yes, I plan on it. Um, starting with episode one, that's a seven point five out of ten. Too low. So, Should have been an eight. Yeah. You <laughs> usually on IMDb, just for the people who don't use this website, um, things like the Red Wedding and Ozymandias, uh, Breaking Bad, uh, like those are nine point eights or nine point nines. Like that's kind of peak mm-hmm. television. Anything in the sevens is completely average. It's kind of, I guess, how you would grade like yeah. a test, an A plus, C. Um, and then eights is like, I don't know, to me, eights just seem like, seven and eights are kind of indistinguishable. Like anything above a nine is when you know you're in for yeah. a good time. Um, episode two is a 7.8. Okay. Episode three is an 8.2. Now that the show's mm-hmm. in color. And I'm trying to remember how that one ended, like, because I can't imagine why that one is so well, that's much that's one where more... she gives birth, right? So that's the yeah. one where they, she throws Rambo out. So maybe that's why that one's rated higher. Like, I think, I think oh, most of yes. the time, okay. like you've said, like, when these are rated high, it's mostly when something interesting plot-wise happens, because that's what the people who yeah. rate on IMDb care about. They're very plot-heavy people. Like, if you give them a, a character-driven story with a bunch of nuance, uh, the IMDb rate rating is going to be like an eight they're not that into it yeah but if you give them like a cool little uh, 
like plot machine that does all these interesting things and ends with a twist, they're like, wow, that's so impressive. I can't <laughs> believe it. But then as, circling back to our earlier conversation, that is how you get Rise of Skywalker. That is how you get the end yeah. of Game of Thrones. Like, it's like they know not what they ask calm for. Calm down, you nerds. <laughs> they don't, but they want to be right. But it's what a what an odd paradox. Mm-hmm. Um, episode four, which is when Monica Rambeau comes back from the blip, and that is the one that completely takes place outside of yeah. the TV show. That is a 9.0. Because mm-hmm. that's when you get a peek behind the curtain. Hyatt. And again, that's yeah, very that much up these people's alley. And I agree, that was a really good episode. Marvel. I just... Yeah, that was very good. Um, and then episode five is a 9.2. That's when Evan Peters is introduced as Quicksilver. Yeah. And then the Malcolm in the Middle Halloween episode is a 9. Okay, so it stays pretty high which... for a while over here. Yes, and then Breaking the Fourth Wall is an 8.6. Yeah. Which is the Modern Family one. That which, feels pretty uh, Again, fair. to me, kind of seemed... Yeah, like mm-hmm. falling action a bit. Like, it did drop off a little. Obviously, I loved all of these episodes, but um, as far as, like, full-on Rush entertainment goes. Um, previously on, the eighth episode is a 9.2. Mm-hmm. And currently the series finale it's the least reviewed like only half the reviews are in comparatively to the other ones um, that's currently sitting in an 8.8 hmm. i think because so I... butthurt fanboys are upset that dr strange was not in this yeah so my favorite episode is going to be like i can't decide but it's like one or two i love those i think that is such a fun thing to do to yeah. see these characters in such a weird situation and also i think the thing that really i love about those episodes is it's the mystery. Like, you don't know where they are yet. Yeah. And I really like that kind of speculative yeah. feel, because like, it's, it's almost like Twilight zone It's like something's going on, but you don't know what it is yet. And it's like, there's there's so many different ways that it kind of could unravel. Um, and I think the way it did end up, yes. up unraveling is quite interesting. But it could have been like they were in an alternate universe, or it could have been they were all in someone's mind, or it could have been they were trapped in, I don't know, some sort of like pocket dimension of a, whatever there's 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 any number of things that could have been the case and before you know before you get to episode the end of episode three i guess it's really when you know you're in the real world because you see a character leave and enter the real world and then four that really shows you Mm -hmm. more about that but like anything up to the end of episode three it's like a mystery it's like something's happening but we don't know what and i really like that that part of the series the best so i'd say episode yes and I don't know which which was funnier, episode one or two. I guess I like episode one more because that dinner scene. I like one. I like one a lot more. I just think as a sitcom, like that's way more mm-hmm. honeymooners style sitcom. And then the second one, like I, I like going into town and Vision eating yeah, the gum it was or goofy. whatever. Like that was all. Um, but yeah, it was goofy. But I like the sitcom nature. Of I also just better. think that last scene of the eating dinner and him choking and like just reality starts to break down. Like again, that's like a perfect example yeah. of what I was talking about. Like with the eeriness of the 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 kind of painted on sitcom facade, but you know that there's something screwy mm-hmm. going on in the background. I think that's great. So yes. the fact that those are the two lowest rated yeah. episodes are uh, interesting, yeah. but. I disagree. I think those are the best. Uh, you clearly don't think The Dark Knight is the best movie ever That made. is true. It is good. It's a fun movie. <laughs> I'd certainly great. recommend it to it. anyone oh. between the ages of 12 and 20. 
and probably for people outside oh, those I, age ranges. But like, if you really want to get a lot out of it, I think being between twelve and twenty, it's going to really knock your socks off. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is the age range that yeah. when I watched it. Um, I'm curious to see if I think the series finale will dip lower than an eight point eight, just because I think there are going to be a lot of butthurt people about all of these. Oh no, it didn't end up being Rise of Skywalker yeah. like kind of deal, which I just we've said this time and time again how, I, who likes that movie there are people that like yeah. that movie I who think are there they? people what what is wrong with them <laughs> i think they must have some sort of uh i don't know like you'd have to have amnesia like amnesia that just is like reoccurring <laughs> like like if you sit in a place for three hours you forget what's happened like every 10 minutes or something and so, like, like if I watched uh-huh. that movie only 10-minute segments and I couldn't remember anything else that happened, I might have enjoyed it. it. It it was the problem when you <laughs> tried to reconcile any of the bits together that it just completely falls apart. Like, like if I, if you just give well, me that scene of Kylo Ren on, like, the with the ocean washing up and he's, like, yelling through the void at Rey, like, that's pretty yeah. cool. I could enjoy that. But if you give me that in the context of the rest of the movie, no. Well, also, maybe if you don't show me seven and eight first, like maybe that one would be better if it was just a standalone. Honestly, I think I might have enjoyed Rise of Skywalker if it was a standalone film and it didn't make sense. Like a lot of these characters, like who's this character? Why? I'm just meeting him for the first time. What's the deal? I think I might have enjoyed it You know, if they do the sound design a little bit differently, I think this is the only way to save the movie, is do the sound design so it's a little bit more wacky. Like, do like a zwink, and just make it into a comedy. Because that's about as much sense as it makes. And now it's like, it seems intentional that we're goofing with you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Someone, oh God, these... Like when yeah, when crazy. it's when it's um, the emperor again, like the soundtrack just goes like womp womp womp. Record yeah. scratch, yeah. <laughs> it's who what? It's the emperor again. He's back and badder than ever. <laughs> and then back I, in black. Also, place. it should say it. It should say it should say in the title crawl that he's back and badder than ever. <laughs> I think that would be very appropriate. Um. Well, do you have any closing thoughts on WandaVision? We're closing closing our three episode arc. We got a lot of fun stuff mm-hmm. coming up episode wise. We're gonna do gonna do one next week um, with Marvel GIF communication. Yep. I believe is the, nonverbal communication uh, via gifts. Nonverbal featuring a special communication guest. Featuring a special <laughs> mystery guest. Uh, and then we will do Falcon Winter Soldier premiere, and I think I'm gonna have a guest lined up for that one as well. And that's going to be the following week. Uh, and we will stick to our regular Friday recording, Saturday release routine for those these upcoming episodes, I believe. But, you know, the fans don't need to concern themselves with all the nitty-gritty tech yeah. stuff. All right, so I have been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. <sighs> he liked it, though. Yeah, he liked it. I've been Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't.